Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back to Orchid Bloom's podcast. My name is Orchid Brown. You can find me on social media, Instagram specifically, at Orchid I Brown. If you want to check out my page, if you want to see any updates, you can definitely, definitely reach me on there. If you want to leave a, a comment about this podcast episode or any other podcast episode that you've listening to that you really like, you can definitely check out the business page, uh, the Ambitious Obsession Network, which is on Instagram at Ambitious Ops. So this week has been quite interesting. I know it's been cold, you know, for the past two weeks now, but it's even colder, you know, the beginning of this week, as well as we had a shit ton of snow. I mean, a lot of snow. I was not looking forward to going out on Monday and driving um, to anywhere, even work. And then Tuesday came around and it was freezing. I just, I just didn't want to go anywhere. So it's been a, it's a very interesting week. I think, I feel like this week, whoever's complaining about being at home during the lockdown, um, has now not complained about that because it's just warmer to stay at home. You can drink your hot chocolate, you can have your tea or your coffee and just cozy up under a blanket and just watch whatever you want on Netflix or Disney plus. If you have it, I have both. It's, it's easier to just go back and forth uh with them to just watch both you know different shows um i haven't really been watching disney plus or netflix for this week which is quite surprising i've just been so busy writing this podcast episode and planning out the actual content that i will be putting out every week until may or at least the end of may so i just finished the planning for that today or this evening and now I am focused on trying to create a personal brand. Um, I realized just kind of looking at my personal page, Orchid Eye Brown uh, on Instagram, that I could do a little bit better, that I could do a bit more. I just really don't want to. And this is why, you know, I really wanted to dedicate this week's podcast episode, which is going to be on healing through rest. And that's kind of what I've been focusing on. So as much as I want to, you know, get up and do the reels and, and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, I can only really truly focus on one thing at a time because I really need to quiet my mind, quiet my spirit, quiet my soul and just find my inner peace. So this week's episode, again, is on healing through rest and how important it is to prioritize rest. Oh my God, I love my bed. I love my bed so much. You don't understand. I never want to leave my bed. It's so comfortable. And technically, I could make it a a bit more comfortable. But if I made my bed too comfortable, I would never leave my bed. My friends will not hear from me. I will not pick up the phone. I will not be texting you if my bed was too uncomfortable. So thank God I have not done that. And so I really just, I know that even though it's a lockdown right now, I know that people are busy. They're working from home you know, they don't really have that peaceful time. And some people are looking forward to going back to to their workplaces once the lockdown is over and some people aren't. But in this situation, I just, 
I just feel like everyone just kind of just need to appreciate that moment of rest. The fact that you're staying at home while it's shitty outside, it's freezing and there's tons of snow. Now you are able to actually just relax in your own home. Some people are, you know, using beer man and, and getting their alcohol delivered to them, which is smart. And I feel really bad for those delivery guys that are delivering alcohol to people at their homes. Because again, with with all this snow and I mean a shit ton of snow like good luck trying to get through it if people aren't shoveling their driveways or you know shoveling the side of the streets and it's so the snow is so over into the road because there's so much of it it's like good luck parking just so you can bring up a shit ton of alcohol to people's apartments hopefully they live in a house and they you know shovel the driveway or shovel the the walkway for you but even then I really do feel bad for these delivery guys. So, you know, I did go out this week and I did go and, you know, grab myself uh, champagne. And then I decided to just grab myself uh, a bottle of red wine. And it's been great just kind of relaxing and just not thinking about anything. There's no drama. There's no stress. Um, Sure, yes, there is a little bit of stress because again, when I'm working on write-ups for an actual podcast episode, I really want the podcast episode to do well. So I do feel a, a bit of stress. And I mean, when it comes to personal branding and stepping out of my shell, I know I did an episode called Fake It Till You Make It and Authenticity, but it's been it's been really hard to kind of break out of your shell. It's now winter. It's, you know, sometimes the sun comes out, sometimes the sun doesn't. So it really affects my mood and and if I want to get up and and do something uh, in regards to my personal branding. So yeah, the struggle is real, but I am definitely enjoying the rest and I'm hoping to receive that healing that I need through rest that I just can't get with taking a bunch of vitamins every single day or drinking healthy, eating healthy. I mean, I don't necessarily eat out. I did go to McDonald's, but usually when I go to McDonald's, I go for the coffee because I really do like McDonald's coffee. I'm not really a fan of Tim Hortons. And so I, I don't really buy very much from McDonald's or any junk food place. So I try to cook my own food at home and take really good care of myself in that sense. So let's get into the topic. Um, I started my period of rest in December. I started at the beginning of December. Um, but keep in mind... Before that, um, I was just procrastinating on what I was going to do with the podcast because I felt that now was the time to change the name if I really wasn't feeling feeling the name anymore. And so I, I December came around and it was a schedule time to rest, um, to just put up my Christmas tree, to just enjoy Christmas time you know, drink my wine or whatever I want to drink in that moment and just look at how pretty my tree is and watch Christmas movies and just chill. Just literally chill. And I didn't care to see anybody. I didn't care to to be romance during the Christmas time because Christmas time usually, you know, is linked to your partner and family oriented. And yeah, I visited my mom. But at the end of the day, it was like I just wanted that peaceful moment to myself. But I still, as much as I wasn't allowed to do anything, 
I still decided since I could not work on any of my passion projects that I would only work on one. And it's the one that I was sitting on for so long and still would not make a decision, which was again to change the podcast name. So I had to go into a whole brainstorming. Thankfully, it didn't stress me out. Um, and I just, I said, you know what, I need to, I need to get this podcast name changed before I have to produce a Christmas special because I really wanted to, to do lots of specials, um, geared around the holidays or a specific time of the year or something, or a day that's very important that's dedicated to a, a period in time. I was so busy that I totally forgot about Martin Luther King Day, and I did not do a special on Martin Luther King, but there's always next year, so definitely look out for that for next year if you're still listening to this podcast episode. So I wanted to complete that accomplishment before the end of 2021, specifically before Christmas Day, so I could start recording uh, fresh new content for Orchid Bloom's podcast. We live in a fast-paced environment here in Ottawa. Not all of Canada is like this, uh, such as cities out west. Not saying Vancouver is not busy, um, but I remember just kind of driving out there and I, I just felt at peace just driving all the way to Kelowna, BC. And even when I got on the plane in BC to fly back to Ottawa, there was a complete shift. Like when I got on the plane, like even the flight attendants were awesome. They were so laid back. They were so cool. You know, I didn't feel stressed. I couldn't because I'm the type of person that senses other people's energy. So if they're stressed out, I'm going to feel it. And I was going to feel like I'm getting an anxiety attack because these people are stressing me out. But once I got off the plane in Ottawa, oh my God, the flight attendants were not very nice that I was bumping into or meeting. They just looked like they just didn't want to be there. They just seemed like they hated their lives. So I knew that was due to the fact that Ottawa is so fast paced and that it's the environment of constantly stressing, of constantly dealing with this or that. And it's so hard for people to just quiet themselves and just live in the moment and just find that inner peace. So I would love to say that, you know, all of Canada is a little bit laid back and maybe it's just Ottawa. Like I've been to Toronto and I found that they were they were quite busy and I haven't been to Vancouver, BC, so I cannot comment on that. But I do know that you know, when it comes to the larger cities in, in Canada, they are quite, quite busy. They're always turned up and they're always turned on. You never get a break. You wake up, you're busy. You go to work, it's busy. You leave work to go home, it's busy. You are wired from the Red Bull or whatever energy drink brand you prefer or just plain coffee. You put this junk in your body to sustain you throughout the day, but you, you get the shakes at times because your body is fighting and flighting all at the same time. It's like a mood for hours and you just don't get a break. You always have to keep your energy up. You always have to keep pushing. And it's not healthy. It's not natural. You hear your heart beating almost like an anxiety attack sometimes. And some people are so used to it that they think that this is just normal. But it really is not normal because it's not natural for your body to sustain itself that way continuously every single day and some people actually do this years years at a time and they just think it's normal we are so wired from that 
concept daily that we smoke weed when we go home to unwind or cigarettes to calm down because we're always stressed at work. Some people prefer to do something natural such as exercise to unwind and you know relieve stress which I am that type of person. I like to use exercise to unwind and relieve the stress and plus it, it helps me to sleep better at night. So that's one of the reasons why I like exercise. But if you do not have the energy, you can't sleep at night. Then you, you, you get the coffee and the energy drink before you hit the gym. That's also just kind of contributing to that fight or flight mood that most people are so used to. Most people that go to the gym use some sort of supplement um, to help boost their energy while they're at the gym. So I think that's a bit more healthier. I'm not really sure, but I know a lot of people who are addicted to the gym or not addicted to the gym. I want to call them gym whores, but that's inappropriate. And if I call them health freaks, that's inappropriate as well. But they, they're very into their fitness. That's a forgiving way of saying people who are addicted to the gym. Um, so regardless, you are defeating the purpose of improving your health if you are jamming yourself with all this toxicity uh, before you go to the gym. And I'm not referring to the supplements because I haven't really done the research on that, but I'm referring to the energy drinks and the coffee and the constant, uh, you know, putting all these stuff in your body that isn't necessarily natural to go to the gym just so you can have a healthier lifestyle. Women sometimes go to the gym and go home to wine right after the gym. And they're drinking that that red wine or white wine. I think they said that red wine, you know, kind of makes you gain a bit of weight, like a nice little pouch in your stomach. So going to the gym and then going home and drinking wine is kind of defeating the purpose of working out. But sometimes you just need it, you know. We live in a toxic cycle of trying to survive every day. On top of being at work every day, and trying to get out of this rushed, busy, burnt out lifestyle with our passion projects. Usually passion projects are things that you do that makes you happy. But after some time, burnout affects that too. You just can't find that balance. The easiest thing to do is just give up. But we are fighters, fight or flight. We're fighters. We never give up. We just swallow our our wounded pride and you know our moment of weakness and we just truck on we might have that friend that we contact when we're feeling low and we just feel like we're we're defeated in the world and sometimes all all you need is rest you know a lot of people say you know sleep on it especially if you know you're overwhelmed and you can't really make a decision like a lot of people aren't indecisive but some people are very much indecisive but for the people that aren't really indecisive that can make a decision immediately sometimes the reason why they're not able to actually make a decision is because they're tired and their brain is not getting enough rest it's not getting the type of oxygen that it needs to truly perform at the level that it usually is used to performing at and so these are things that a lot of people need to consider that rest is very important very 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 important before i continue on more points about healing through rest i definitely wanted to take this moment to just kind of talk about caffeine caffeine was discovered and isolated by Ridley rauge i hope i said it right i do not speak german forgive me in 1819 
Caffeine is a pharmaceutical drug used to stimulate uh, the central nervous system. This substance has been used to stimulate cardiac muscles, increase alertness in the treatment of headaches. Caffeine helps with cognitive and physical performance enhancers or psychoactive drug. It is used worldwide to motivate concentration, memory enhancement, physical performance improvement. Caffeine abuse and dependencies are becoming more and more common, which can lead to caffeine intoxication. This could lead to individuals at risk for premature and unnatural deaths. A lot of people have to consider that they have an addictive nature. And because they have that addictive nature, they have to be careful how they're consuming a lot of things, especially sugar, caffeine, or any drugs that might give them a high or enhancement at some point in life or some time in life. So a lot of people need to realize that in order to get rest, you might need to take a break from being caffeinated constantly all day. I personally don't understand how people can drink six cups a day, sometimes eight or ten, and they just seem so happy and on a high all the time. And I think to myself, when you get home and you're not drinking any coffee, you must crash and burn, like completely crash and burn. So caffeine is is highly addictive, and sometimes you need to have limitations on how much coffee or caffeine you have per day. Caffeine Plus originated from Ethiopia. This substance made its way to Persia. Yemen was the first country to cultivate the coffee plant, while Turkey was the first country to roast the green coffee beans. This term coffee finds its roots in Arabia, then became worldwide. At the time, coffee was used to clean the skin, drying up the humidities that are underneath it and give a better odor to your body. In the 15th century, Muslim dervishes for providing energy. The stimulant effects of caffeine on the central nervous system has been known for centuries. Caffeine is now in, in everything, from teas to chocolate, cocoa beverages, soft drinks, and energy drinks. It is now a part of our diet, which is why it has to be regulated. And so even though the government is regulating this, we as people should be regulating it in our bodies as well. Majority of the stuff that you're consuming has caffeine. You're putting so much caffeine in your body every single day. No wonder you can't sleep when you get home after you've had supper. If you want to have sleep, it's almost like your body needs to crash just for you to get it. But then when you wake up in the morning, you just feel drained and dragged because you've just been on a high all day every single day because of the consumption of all of these things and you're not taking a break from it so healing through rest is very important and sometimes what we're putting in our body is actually preventing us from getting that healing that we need to get from our rest due to all of this a lot of research have been done on caffeine they had to ban it from the olympic games because professional athletes who tested positive for more than five to six cups of coffee in a day and so clearly if the olympic is like listen you can't be taking this much coffee it's considered enhancement 
at this point it's it's as dangerous as smoking weed i mean they kicked out that girl for being high when she was about to go for a run then there was this whole thing on twitter where they were like trying to go make her run let her run i forgot her name i thought it was just ridiculous i don't know if it was a stunt because she knew that she was going to be tested so why smoke weed and then get tested and then go out there just to have them say oh sorry you can't actually perform because you were smoking weed every athlete know this the laws are there so why do it? So a, a link between chronic caffeine consumption and a significantly low risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. I don't mind drinking coffee once in a while. I don't know if Alzheimer's run in my family, but I do like to drink coffee once in a while. It's not an everyday thing. It's definitely a every, like maybe twice a week. I will have some coffee just for the boost, but I don't want to be so dependent on it that my own body won't produce the right energy it needs just to survive. And I also need to, to make sure that I get some rest and not overwhelm my system with this research that people are talking about in the past years a relationship between coffee consumption and several types of cancers such as colon bladder or pancreatic ones uh, but there is no evidence of this relationship which is one of the reasons why i don't consume too much coffee because i mean too much of a good thing can equal a bad thing there are people who love to to eat sugar constantly and then all of a sudden they have diabetes and they can never have it again or they'll die like it's ridiculous so everything in moderation in my opinion now that we have diverted some of the conversation to just really talking about caffeine and how that does not contribute to healing through rest i would like to continue by talking about distractions so i do believe that we are distracted in our rush society the moments we have for ourselves we spend on our phones watching other people's lives on facebook instagram youtube there are other apps that provide distractions such as snapchat and, and, and pinterest but we could spend hours on them all and reading tweets for entertainment in our lives it's crazy how much time we spend on our phone it's crazy how much time we we don't just sit in quietness and just maybe listen to the wind or watch the, tr the trees in a park or look at people walk their dogs we're just so busy just being glued to our phones and, and the anxiety that sometimes we get from just hearing a text message or a phone call and we jump just to grab the phone to immediately you know respond to the text message or read it even though it's really not that important it it's just has consumed our lives completely. What are some other distractions that we partake in rather than resting the mind and the body? We watch streaming apps, as I mentioned, always on our phones, which is all categories for information overload for, from display. Gaming, texting, um, talking on the phone. We spend time um, allowing our minds to wander, but it is because we really need rest. If you're that distracted, it, it's an indication that you're tired or burnt out. I, have you ever heard the term just being high on tired? I used that term previously in the past where I'm so tired. I have bags underneath my eyes. My eyes are red, but I have so much energy. 
just this boost of energy and I'm just I could run a mile but I'm tired so it's it's almost like I'm just high off tired I, I wish I could just go to bed but when I get into bed I'm like oh, I could go and run a mile you know what I mean so a lot of people experience that they really do and when it is time to actually put the energy and the effort into doing something that they're supposed to do because they were so high on tired for how many hours maybe two days or so when it is time to actually put that energy into something that is worthwhile for them and it's needed for them it's it's difficult it's completely difficult to to focus because all of a sudden now your body's like okay i'm tired now let's go to bed and it's like eight o'clock in the morning and you're on your way to work and now you have to stop off and grab coffee because you now need that extra energy just to keep going because you were high off tired the entire night you were high off tired the entire last evening afternoon and morning and so your body's like i'm ready to crash i'm gonna crash you're not gonna survive today bitch turn the car around and go home and sleep when you are experiencing you know that kind of situation sometimes you need a few days by yourself to be away from distraction which includes friends it takes a few days to get out of that flight or, or fight or flight motion, that feeling that you have to do something to be productive. You could be sitting still and still anxious or guilty for not doing something when your body just needs rest. And I can attest to that because I would go on vacation and while you're on vacation, you're like, yeah, I have all these things I want to do and blah, 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 blah. And that, but your body is extremely tired, so you're pushing through it. You're drinking the Red Bulls. You're you're drinking all the sweet stuff, shoving yourself with lots of sugar, and you push yourself to actually go and try to enjoy your vacation. By the time your vacation's over, you're so exhausted that you come home on a flight that you slept through, and you get to your home and you're sleeping, and then you have to wake up what the next day to go to work, and you can't. You you can't get up because you're tired. You spent your vacation just pushing your body to the limit and not resting at all and so your vacation wasn't really rest in the first place i've been there at this point it's almost like if i'm gonna go on vacation i'm gonna have to book off maybe like three days prior to my vacation just to unwind from work and actually rest that way when i do go on vacation i'm actually going to enjoy my vacation I can actually go on the speedboats or I could go for a hike. I could, you know, walk around, just enjoy, laugh a little and not feel like I have to stress myself out just to have a vacation because it's going to suck when I, you know, come back from Canada and people are like, how was your vacation? And you're like, oh, it was great. But you look exhausted and drained and you're like, did you actually go on vacation? You know what I mean? You need to come back from vacation refreshed. You need to come back from re from vacation happy. Like these are the things that that really that a lot of people don't think about, especially when it comes to to rest. So I definitely wanted to bring that up. I don't know if everyone has ever dealt with this. And here's another example of what I mean by guilty for doing nothing when your body just needs rest. When the beginning of the COVID happened in 2020, March 2020, we all went into lockdown. So a lot of us either lost our jobs or you know we were laid off or something or another. The point is you stayed home. And so for like the first two months, I was just kind of stayed home. Personally, I felt like I was going insane because I, I come, I'm a very, I'm a workaholic. I'm trying to find a better word for that, but I'm a workaholic. So I'm always busy. I'm the type of person that will show up and be turned up 
while I'm tired, bags beneath my eyes, eyes bloodshot red, and you know, it's time for me to go to bed, but my body's like, let's party, you know what I mean? So the lockdown happens, and I'm in my home by myself, and I felt like I was going crazy. I started talking to myself a little bit because I'm not used to just not being busy. I'm not used to just taking rest. It literally took me about a month. And that's when I realized that the vacations that I've actually taken in the past were not useful for me because you, the first two weeks of your vacation is is when you really need to rest. And then you need to have the next two weeks of your vacation to actually enjoy it. So when people are like, I'm going on a two weeks vacation, I'm like, so one week of rest and then one week and actually having fun. And they're like, yeah, basically, you know, or they go and they find a beach and they just sit there and get drunk and just lay there in the sun and sizzle like a like a lobster and they come back to Canada and they look red AF. So I, I get it. So I was struggling. I was struggling with it. It was so hard to stay still. I I felt like I was having anxiety attacks because I, I'm so not used to just resting. I'm not used to not being busy. So it, it was it was intense. It was intense. People would message me on like Facebook or text message me like, Orchid, are you okay? And not because I'm posting up anything on social media that would indicate that something is wrong with me, but they just wanted to check in. It's like a welfare check. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm alive. When people ask me, how are you? I'm like, I'm alive. Um... But they're like, no, really, like, are you okay? And I said, honestly, I feel like I'm going insane. I feel like I'm going insane. Once I started embracing that quiet time, the isolation, listening to my own thoughts, having that quiet space, I mean, there wasn't enough Netflix. I I mean, I ended up watching shows that I was like, oh, I'm interested in watching, but never got the chance to. And then watching it, and then you Google it to see when's the second season coming out, and they find out that you're, the second season is never coming out because they canceled it because not a lot of people watched it. And you're like, what? <laughs> so, you know, it was a lot of disappointment. But once you got bored of the Netflix and, you know, you had to take a break from Disney Plus because sometimes your body's like, you know what, you've been watching this a little too much. You need to really take it back a little bit. You're starting to, to, to just feel weird. And it's just sit there in quietness, um, just, just listening to your inner thoughts. It's almost like a, a meditation, but without actually closing your eyes and sitting on the floor for how many minutes with your legs folded and your arms all linked up or sorry, your fingers all linked up. Um, I, I, it, that's what it felt like. And then one day I just woke up and I just felt peace. I just felt calm. I started to really enjoy the isolation because I have never had this before. And it took two months to get to that place of just peace and tranquility that I haven't experienced in years. So I completely understand why a lot of people who do meditations um, like it so much because they just get to quiet the noise and put away their phones, put their phones on mute or turn it off and you just be in that moment where you just get to, to sit down and to breathe, to, to listen to maybe that bell or look at that candle and just go into a state of meditation and it's just so calming. And by the time you're finished your 15-minute meditation and you walk out, you feel so energized. You're so energized as you see things clearer out of nowhere. So I highly recommend you to, to do meditations. I know I need to get back into it. But the first time I did it, that's exactly how I felt. So learning how to just kind of push all the distractions out of your mind, 
out of your life, uh, leave the phone alone and just be in that moment is a blessing. It really is a blessing. So let me uh, continue on the topic of distraction. There is a relationship with, between distraction and negative emotions. This study was done in China among college students. These studies showed that distraction had an effect on negative emotions. Distraction reduces negative emotions and facilitating cognitive reappraisal, problem solving, meaning in life, and needs for satisfaction. When I was reading a little bit about this study, I actually thought that the study was going to say that distractions are leading cause to negative emotions because there's so many people that would say, you know, they go on social media and they see people's lives or people that they admire, or people's lives that they want or whatever it is. And to see people live their best life on social media, even though it's fake, it makes them feel sad. It makes them feel unfulfilled. It makes them feel like they don't have purpose. So I thought this study was going to say that distraction is a connection to negative emotions. So I was very pleasantly surprised to read this study and to have it say that, you know, it, it actually affects negative emotions in but not in a in a bad way. It actually helps. And I mean while we were in school studying university, reading the textbooks, writing the papers, I did find that, you know, taking a few minutes of of time away from studying sometimes even while i'm in the library to maybe even watch a youtube video or to check instagram or facebook even though i'm not actually checking or reading any status i'm just like scrolling through and looking at memes that makes me laugh i i did find that taking that break during that time that i was working for like maybe five to ten minutes and then i stop and i go back to writing the paper or reading the books like I, I felt like the information was coming in a bit more smoother i could actually comprehend it my eyes weren't blurry as much i was able to start writing so thinking about how it was for me in university and reading this study i was kind of like okay i understand why the study this specific study that was done on students in school would say that distraction helped with their negative energies that they might be feeling. So let me continue. It is not a kind of avoidance, but a temporary rest to strive for a better life. It is only temporary and cannot replace real rest. And this is something that I really need people to understand, like scrolling through your phone, doing all of this stuff just to to get that little piece in that moment in time is not a replacement for rest. You actually need to get that eight hours of sleep. I found that because I am such a workaholic and I I just perform at a specific level every single day, that eight hours is actually not enough for me. And sometimes I'd be getting six hours of sleep and waking up tired because my body was programmed to wake up at that time. And so I never get the full rest I need. So on my day off, it's almost like I stay in bed even after you know I wake up for that six hour mark and end up sleeping for 12 hours in total, just trying to catch up when my body and my mind really needs that rest. And it's like, how do you train yourself to make sure that you sleep eight to 10 hours a night 
if you are a busybody all the time, always running around, always doing the most, you know, if you're not driving, you're working. If you're not working, you're doing groceries, you're doing this. And it just goes on this cycle of producing the same level of energy every single time. It's a burnout. It just leads to burnout. Distraction comes from both external and internal sources. External distractions include factors such as visual triggers, being on your phone, social media, social interactions, hanging out with your friends, talking, music, text messages, and phone calls. Internal distractions are hunger, fatigue, illness, worry, and daydreaming. I definitely struggle with the fatigue and the worrying. So majority of the factors that they included for external and internal sources for, as, as a means of, of distraction is something that I definitely struggle with. And so there's a reason why I started my rest in December and it's now you know January and I am still in rest mode, just trying to keep up with the fact that my body is just not getting the rest it deserves. Distraction is a common indication of persistently elevated stress such that from behaving overly apprehensively and the semi-emergency readiness state it can cause. There are many more reasons why anxiety can cause us to be easily distracted. Now we're at the conclusion of this podcast episode. So I hope that you listen very carefully as we go through the last segment of this segment <laughs> or last section of this segment. So key with rest. Rest is a fundamental part of success, health, and happiness. Also vital to your long-term health. I need people to understand long-term health. I understand that a lot of people nowadays are into the quick fix, what can happen now. They're in the, the moment relationship where it's like, all right, I'm going to get invested for this moment, but I'm out. And then it turns out to be a heartbreak. Or, you know, we start thinking, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to smoke this cigarette. We're going to do some hookah. We're going to do all this stuff right now. And then we'll focus on our long-term health afterwards. And then it turns out to be years and you, you never quit it and you just end up with just long-term health issues. So r understand that it is very important what I just said. Vital to your long-term health. Repeat that, meditate on it, and sleep on it. So another factor is heals your body so it can repair and recover. What falls under repair and recover would be promotes mental health, boosts creativity, reduces stress, strengthens relationships, increase productivity, promote well-being, improve mood. Strengthen relationships, that's the part where I was kind of like, really? But when I actually think about it and I kind of look back at certain relationships that I had that I kind of had to walk away from, and I'm not referring to relationships as an in intimacy, I'm referring to even friendships, where because the person is so overworked and overtired and completely drained, they just could not give that energy in the friendship or relationship to maintain it and to, to keep it going. So making sure that your body heals by through rest and repairs and recovers helps you to have better better conversations with your partner your friends and you're better able to maintain that relationship with that person without making that person feel like you just they're just not needed there because you're so damn tired 
Okay, so let's continue. Um, taking breaks daily offers the the refreshment you need to persevere through your day. And the next point, when you when you don't sleep well, these are some of the symptoms that you could experience, such as feeling angry, stressed, easily irritated. And like I said, those are the types of things that does affect relationships. It could be your friendships. It could be a relationship with your family members, friends with some of your significant other. If you're always angry or stressed or easily irritated, that really doesn't help the relationship at all. And that's why I meant by, you know, maintaining that relationship, that relationship that you don't necessarily want to lose, that relationship that you don't want to end up feeling guilty because you're so tired and you're just not taking the rest. You're not saying, hey, I love you, but I'm kind of struggling right now to get some sleep. I'm going to go get some sleep because I want to be the best version of myself for you. They will understand if you put it in that kind of term and they will let you go sleep. Another important component to getting rest, to heal, it helps to reduce stress. So that includes chronic stress suppresses your immune system. So again, immune system is improved if you get some rest. That's how you're healing your body. Increases your risk of diseases. Stress increases your risk of diseases, which is very true. Your body experience fight or flight. It also increases heart rate, increases blood pressure during this state. Slow digestive functions, which is true. I do deal with a lot of digestive issues if I don't get enough rest. Um, increase hormone levels which again, that doesn't help you either. So another key component to healing through rest is it boosts creativity. Take time to rest and relax. You are naturally more creative. Time off helps you refuel your reserves. It inspires reflection time, allows you to break through creative barriers. With rest, you experience increased solutions to open-ended problems, such as inventing new use for objects. Another key component improves productivity. Your brain is less functional when it's fatigued. Rest sharpens your brain. It allows you to work more efficiently whenever you get back to it. Productivity is what I mean. Set aside one day each week to unplug to improve productivity and feel a greater sense of accomplishment. Another great component enhances decision making, improves your ability to make decisions. Working too long without rest reduces your concentration, can depreciate your emotional capacity. Rest helps to freshen your perspectives, helps us make better decisions. We're going to go into talking about techniques that help you rest. So starting with positive thoughts, gratitude towards the little things in life. This helps to boost overall satisfaction, which is very good. So try waking up every morning and just being grateful for everything. You can list the things that you're grateful for in the morning as well. That also helps. Take deep breaths 
and breathing exercises i like to do breathing exercises before i go to bed because i feel like it calms my body and it just helps me to to fall asleep much faster rather than lying there tossing and turning because my breathing isn't done well so i'll just lay there and i'll you know put up the the yoga pose that people like to put you in whenever you want to to just unwind after you've done a session of yoga and you just do your breathing exercises where you breathe in you hold it for a minute and you breathe out and i would do that for a good you know six to eight times and then i'll just lay there and actually just drift into sleep and it's it's rewarding exercising is another technique um reduces stress improves mood and regulates hormones very important ladies hormones another technique mindful practice relaxation of course meditation is very good for that as well sometimes i just don't feel like meditating so i would just lay there in bed sometimes and just and just try not to think about anything just just relax and just be in that moment not going over in my head everything that i'm gonna have to do tomorrow morning but to just be at peace in that moment but for some people you need the actual meditation so go right ahead and do the meditation creating a pre-bed routine similar to morning routine if you have one for me personally i like to plan my clothes for the next day what i'm wearing to work and then i would go through um, just writing out all the things that i was not able to complete you know today for tomorrow and just taking it out of my mind and putting it on paper and then i would take a shower i love taking a shower before bed and I would go through my my nighttime routine, like adding the the toners to clean off all the excess dirt and oils from even though you, you wash your face with a, a face wash, sometimes it doesn't get all the gunk. So I like to use a toner to just really clean out my pores. And then I put a serum on and I put a nice cream. And sometimes I like to add a little bit of grapeseed oil and I just kind of massage it in my face before going to bed and i just get into bed i feel clean i feel refreshed my my body feels nice i've emptied my brain on paper and i've planned my clothing for the next day and so i'm i'm ready to go and sometimes even before that i would try to prepare my lunch and i pack it up for the next day so all i need to do is grab and go those are the types of of pre-bed routines that people need to kind of implement before they go to bed at night to just kind of get it out of the way so you're not tossing and turning and then if you do end up sleeping in for like 15 minutes after the alarm goes off now you'll be able to just kind of wake up you already have your morning routine get it done and then you're out the door and last technique is set a sleeping schedule and a wake up schedule i guess or time uh, make it consistent i know that's going to be a bit hard because i know on on my days off i i will sleep in i will roll around in that bed when i'm supposed to wake up and then i'll go right back to sleep and i'll sleep till about 12 noon one o'clock sometimes <laughs> like it's that bad so for me um the routines of sleep schedule and wake up times are very good during the week when i have to go to work but when it's my days off i really truly enjoy doing whatever i feel like doing on my days off and you can do the exact same thing but if you notice that you know you have insomnia you're not sleeping very well you need to find that time where you're really putting yourself in a situation where you are scheduling your sleeping habits until your body just gets used to it we do this with kids you remember when you were a child 
and your parents were like you're going to bed at eight o'clock but you're still high off tired and you want to play and you want to have fun but they're like you got to go to bed so you're tossing and turning for a good two hours before you finally get to bed at 10 o'clock at night and then you sleep till the next day where you have to get up we're now having to do the exact same thing our parents had done for us when we were children now we have now we are responsible for doing it for ourselves as adults and it sucks that we have to now treat ourselves like children but keep in mind that a lot of people are are not kind to themselves and so you have to almost treat yourself like a child so that you can be kinder to yourself and that includes babying yourself sometimes and forgiving yourselves and slapping yourself on the arm whenever you do something bad it's it sucks but that's how we learned growing up and now we're gonna have to do that for ourselves and it's okay no one's watching (laughs) might as well do it with these benefits in mind you need to prioritize rest and that's the most important part of this podcast episode if it is hard for you schedule it participate in pm yoga at home or meditation if you need be Uh, 15 minutes of meditation does help you to get the best rest at night breathing exercises before bed helps too if you want to be the best version of yourself prioritize rest that concludes this podcast episode thank you for supporting the orchid blooms podcast don't forget to click the follow button under orchid blooms podcast on apple google Podcasts, and spotify visit our social media page for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the podcast and youtube channel our social media pages are facebook at the ambitious obsession instagram and Twitter at the ambitious ops. And of course, my personal Instagram at Orchid Eye Brown. Don't forget to share your favorite podcast episode with your family and friends. And I hope you have a splendid sleep.